All right. Well, it was kind of interesting. I, as I was thinking about what to speak, you know, we kind of been on this presence and you know, presence of God, and I was kind of trying to figure out how it could really bring something back into that. But I couldn't get this scripture off my mind, and so uh, every time I went to prepare something, all I kept coming back to was, was this scripture. And um, you know, so even this Second uh, Peter, this isn't the scripture, but we're going to talk about the image and likeness, but. Um, I felt like the scripture was is what was going to happen today. Uh, you know, Peter, uh, right before he was going to uh, be with the Lord, he says, I, you know, therefore I'll always be ready to remind you of these things, even though you already know them. Uh, Peter was not uh, immune to just going back and saying, hey, I need to remind you guys of some things. Because uh, we are prone, I mean, maybe you aren't, but I am prone to forget things. I'm for, prone to forget and, you know, we always, sometimes it's that phrase of, man, I've got to get back to keeping the main thing the main thing, right? And um, but I felt like the Lord was just saying that even in this, uh, even though you have already know them and have, they, and have been established in the truth which is present in you, I consider it right as long as I'm in this earthly dwelling to stir you up by way of reminder. So I felt like the Lord was saying to stir us up, to stir us up in something that we probably already know. It's probably just uh, obvious, very obvious. But it's something that the Lord kept bringing back to my spirit. And it was this phrase in Genesis. Um, if we go back to Genesis 1, 24. From the depths of creation and the depths of God's heart. Um, this Genesis 1, 24 through 31 passage. And I have it up there if you want to follow along. And then God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle and creeping things, beasts of the earth after their kind. And it was so. God made the beasts of the earth after their kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creeps on the ground. And God saw that it was what? Good. We talked about this probably, I don't know, three or four months ago. I, I brought this scripture out in a, in a different way, um, in a different setting. But uh, it was good. I mean, he he'd already created the heavens and the earth. And, you know, I mean, if you start thinking about, you know, I didn't throw them up there on this PowerPoint, but we I, on that PowerPoint I threw up the heavens and the earth and, how beautiful and expansive it is. I mean, if you start looking at just pictures of it, how beautiful it is. And then all of a sudden, God said it was good. All right? But then he goes on to this next statement. Uh, then God said, what? Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And so, you know, you got the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's the hour. You know, sometimes people are like, hmm, how did that switch to plural? <laughs> why, why was that? Because I think the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they're there as one, congregating, saying, all right, what's next? Like, okay, this is good. We've got the heavens, the earth. You know, we got, you know, night and day. we got, you know, uh, all of a sudden we have animals and all, uh, all the beasts of the field. And so all of a sudden he comes up and says, what, what next? Like, what can we create? I mean, he could have, I mean, think about it. In relationship to he could have created anything. But all of a sudden he says, wait a second. We need something that's like us. We need something that's like like me, and we need to we need to bring that forth. We need to, that's the creation. And so all of a sudden he says, "Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness." And of course, then he goes on, "Let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds." He gave us authority, uh, and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God made man in His own image, in the image of God He created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and rule. Have authority. 
So God sits there and says, you know, here I give you everything. Here it is. I'm making you in my image. And not only in my image, but my likeness. Okay? And so we're going to really talk about that today. Getting back down to the base of, wait, wait a minute. Let me get back into my spirit. Get back into who I am. The fact that I am the image of God. And I am the likeness of God. Because sometimes in life, this life, you know, tries to rule in such a way and tries to, to overwhelm us in such a way that, or, or get us to, into whether it's sin or get us into just other things to all of a sudden we don't really believe that anymore. I'm not sure I believe I'm the image of God. And I surely don't believe I'm like God. But God said it from the beginning. You are made in my image and you're made in my likeness. All right? And I love this. And then God said in verse, I can't even read that. It's so dark on my paper. I can't read it up there either. 29, I guess. But God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding field on the surface of the earth, every tree that shall be food to you, every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the sky. Everything that moves on the earth has life. I've given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he made. And now, all of a sudden, remember from last time, he changed it. He didn't say it was good. He said it was what? Very good. Why is it very good? Because he just set apart his image and likeness to be a part of this earth. That's why it's very good. That's why it's good. And so God wants to bring that revelation back to us uh, in, in this in this time. Uh, because I, I felt like there was some, some depths that we got to get to that, you know, some depths that, you know, because some of us have read, you know, we've been a part of church all our lives. We've read those scriptures, you know, we get those scriptures in the Adam and Eve stories in Bible school and vacation, we won't call it Bible school, vacation uh, adventure, <laughs> there we go, the, the vacation adventure. Um, and so we get we get all these things and all of a sudden sometimes they, they can become dull, you know, you, you know, like the, the knife, I mean, if I'm going to go, you know, a dull knife, I'm not going to, I mean, a dull axe, I'm not going to go chop a tree down, I won't do it. I mean, I'll beat myself to death, and it'll, it'll make some knobs on the tree, but it sure isn't going to cut it down. All of a sudden, I, I felt like the Lord was sharpening some axes this morning to, to be able to uh, bring us back to a place where we could not only just not just be effective, because God is not necessarily about being effective. God is about bringing life to your body, to your uh, spiritual body. God wants to bring life to that today. So what's the transformation process in this this is at 2 Corinthians 3.18. Uh, I love this. But we with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Okay, wait a minute. What, what am I beholding in the mirror? The glory of the Lord. Are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. And I, and I've tried, I, I brought my... I did this one time. I came, Like I said, I think I'm mixing about three or four different messages back. I told myself I was going to get a, a lighter mirror this time, and I forgot. Oh, this thing is... But remember, I think it's the one I brought up here. I remember when, you know, what, you know I, I said it was easy because I could bring you guys up here to be with me, right? Ooh, I can even see where y'all where it's at. Things like... So, you know, remember, beholding is an image in the mirror like what when i hold this up here what do you see what do you see do you see anything can you see anything 
Oh, there, did I hold it up to you? There we go. Let me make sure you see yourself. Can you all see yourself? But what, what are you seeing? Because if I, see any, if I see the likeness of Mitch, then I miss it. And I do that every day. <laughs> every day I look in the mirror, I see the image of Mitch a lot of times. But God's saying that I want to take you to a place where every time you see that mirror, all you see is the glory of God. And that's why I felt like that's why you're saying the body is so important. Um, I, it, was, it was really amazing. I, I was thinking of, I was trying to think of the song in the prayer room about, um, can you stick that, those, those lyrics to um, Endless Ocean up? The one that you never see the end. The, never see. That's why I keep going. Keep going. Yeah, there it is. Day and night, night and day, the angels keep seeing different sides. I love that. New sides of your face. And I felt like the, that's what the Lord's saying about us. Like, that's why we need the body of Christ because if Heather's the image of God and Angie's the image of God and, and Ben's made in the image of God, then I need everything about them in my life. I need who they are in the body. That's why I need them. They are the image of God. Like, there's new, there's an endless, I mean, how many people are on this? There's endless sides of His face. That's why we can, that's why we can rejoice in that. That's why, we, that's why we're needed in the body. Because there's no, there's no one like you, right? But if there's no one like you and you're made in the image of God, then that means I, there's no one like you. And I need, and we need you in the body. I need you in the body of Christ. So, when I hold up this mirror, it gets really heavy. Um, when I hold up this mirror, I pray that the Lord would begin to transform. Because remember, as a man thinks within himself, what? So he is, so he becomes. So if, if I look in this and I think I'm Mitch, then I just keep being Mitch. You know, but if I keep looking in that and I believe and I understand and I'm convinced that I am the image and likeness of God, guess what I'll become? The image and likeness of God. The glory of God that I'm seeing in this mirror—that's what I'll—that's what I'll become. And so I felt like the Lord just said, "Bring out the." Watch that. Definitely don't want to break it. Um, you know, but we with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. We are being transformed into the same image, and that's from glory to glory. That's why it doesn't, you know. We don't arrive sometimes. And that's why I think sometimes we get frustrated because we want to just, you tell us what we need to do, God, let us do it, and then we arrive. But the cool thing about God is if, if God's eternal, then we can continue to become more like Him. And we, it just gets better. I mean, that's why I tell people about marriage. I mean, for me, marriage, I mean, it should just get better. It goes from glory to glory. You know, that, that's, that's the heart of it. Um, so that's the transformation process, that we are transformed in the same image. Uh, it's interesting going to this next passage in Romans. And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good. Y'all know that scripture. Uh, to those who are called according to your purpose. But then it says, for those he foreknew. You know, we can get in a big predestination debate, which we won't. But there's a place that I, I believe, who did he foreknow? Did he create you in your mother's womb? Did I remember Psalm 139 that says you were created, you were formed, you were new. You, he knew you in your mother's womb. Those he foreknew, 
He predestined to become like what? The image of God. You're already predestined for it. Like it's in you. It's in your DNA to become like God. Is it your DNA to be God? Absolutely not. Is it to be in your DNA to become like God? Absolutely. Like it's in that DNA. Uh, I love that. For those who, who foreknown, he predestined to become conformed to the image of his son. Uh, you know, because sometimes we're like, man, Jesus kind of sets such a high standard. Like, how in the world could I get to that? He's because, but it does, you don't even have, it's like, it's already in you. It's, it's already there. God's saying, he predestined, he put it in you to become like his son. And so, you know, if there's things in us that say otherwise, then, then I need to make sure that those otherwise start to come out and that they're not a part of my life anymore. Um, y'all know this one, we, we speak it a lot around here, First John 3, 2. Behold, beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, though, we will be like him. Because we will see him just as he is. So how do I become like him? I see him, what? Just as he is. So that's the big thing. It's like, how, how do I get there? I continue to look and see the image of God. And believe that God's declared it over me. So that I can walk in that same place. That I can walk in that same uh, image. Now the problem is, the scheme is this Second Corinthians 4, 3. Schemes just to blind our eyes and our hearts so we can't see the image of God. We can't see it. And y'all know this one. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. If you can't see the image of God, if you can't see Him, is it, it's going to be hard to become like Him. All right? I mean, that's, that's, that's the goal. I, I want to be able to see him as he is. So then, therefore, I will be like him. All right? And, and it's interesting. I, I was kind of like, because I've always read the scripture, the unbelieving is somebody, an unbeliever. You know, I, I don't know. But it's interesting. That same word is used for Thomas when he talked about uh, in his doubting Thomas. You know, he, you know, he spoke to Thomas. He said, you know, don't believe. Don't, um, you know, don't not believe. That's that same word. You know, don't walk in unbelief. He used the same word. And so I'm thinking, hmm, maybe it's not necessary at all for unbelievers. But I think the enemy does try to blind the eyes of the, sometimes me, you know, not walking in unbelief. You know, and God wants to bring the light of the gospel. And I just felt like that's what the Lord wanted me to do. Shine some light this morning and hope that some of our, some of that unbelief, some of that stuff that's really more deep down in there just comes out. And doesn't have a place in our life. So that's the scheme. That's the scheme. And so there's a place that God wants to open up eyes and hearts this morning. So what's our responsibility? Like, you know, do we have a responsibility in this thing? Or does God just somehow do it? Well, there's a couple of scriptures in that. Our responsibility is to put on the new self. Um, this is, it's interesting. Colossians 3, 9 through 17. It says, Don't, do not lie to one another. Since you have laid aside the old self of its evil practices and, and, have, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed to the true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him, a renewal in which there is no distinctions between Greek, Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, freeman, Christ is all in all. I mean, he, he went from the gamut. It's very interesting. Can you, 
capture that? It says, put on the new self. Why do we need to put on the new self? Because it is what? It is being renewed to a to true knowledge according to the what? Image of the one who created it. That's why I can't, that's, the old self can't live in this place because it, the old self, as we'll see in Colossians, it's being corrupted. I mean, do we always, sometimes we ask those questions, you know, what? how are things going down like they're going down? <laughs> because if I'm living according to the old self, that's, that, it's, it's corruption. The old self is corruption. The new self is being what? Renewed. It is being renewed. Every time I put on the new self, all right? And that's sometimes I've got to get up in the morning and put on, like, Lord, I'm just putting this on this morning. Um, and it's interesting, the rest of the scripture is really neat. Because if you're putting it on the new self, in which there's no distinguishment between Greek, Jew, I mean, you're talking about extremes. Greek, Jew, uh, was it circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free men? doesn't really matter. Wherever you're at, God wants you to put on the new self. And look at this. So those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, you can put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I need the Lord to do that. I can't do like I can't do that on my own. I can't do that out of just what Mitch wants to do. Like, I mean, y'all think I'm a pretty decent guy, maybe. Pretty all right guy. But but the reality is I I'm not in the old man. I'm just telling you. I mean, if you know knew me, old man, you know, even even the goodness I had wasn't good. It, it is all about the image of God transforming me from glory to glory. Um, bearing with one another, forgiving one another, whoever has a complaint against you. I don't know if you you guys, but I mean, I mean, it's easier just to keep grudges, right? It's easier just to hold on to stuff. It's just that it's just that easy. But God's saying. Uh, you can do it. You can do it in His image. Uh, you can bear with one another. You can forgive each other, uh, just as the Lord forgave you. And then it says, beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and with thankfulness in your heart. Whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God through the Father. So, wow, how do I do all that? Just walk in the image, walk in His likeness. That's the only way to do it. That's the only way I can become that. I mean, that's the only way I can accomplish that. Because I don't do that on my own. I don't do that according to my own nature. But I do it according to the new self. And then Ephesians 4, this is another one. You did not learn, go on to that next one there. There it is. But you did not learn Christ in this way. If you have indeed heard him and have been taught in him, just as the truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, that you what? Lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the what? New self. Which is what? In the likeness or according to it's in the likeness of God and has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Do you realize your new self has been created in righteousness and holiness? I don't have to try to figure all, gain all that. It's already been created in that. And there's a place that God wants us to put it on. Like that daily putting it on. Just like, you know, I would go in and 
make sure I've got some clothes on before I head out that door. You know, otherwise I'd feel pretty uh, interesting as you walk out the door, right? You'd be like, what's everybody staring at? What? Huh? Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot, right? This is, I think it's that same way when the Lord's saying, put on the Lord Jesus Christ, put on uh, the new self. That's what he's saying. He's, that's what he's declaring, all right? Now, the problem is, and this is the, the one of the main parts of this that God was speaking to me, problem is there's a t- temptation to exchange and i forgot to i was going to get her to, um, to change that to exchange the glory all right because there's something that the image of god is created in his glory but there's a the, there's the problem is we exchange it all right because i think a lot of times i think because i'm always thinking i need to exchange something to for god and i think i've even i've used that i've said that many times i, I need to make an exchange you know god for you know, God for whatever is in me. But I, I'm thinking, wait a second, I already have what's been created in, glo- in the glory. I exchange it for something else. Um, look, look at this. Uh, in Psalm 106, 9 and 22. It says, Thus he rebuked the Red Sea and dried it up. We're going to go back to the Old Testament. Remember the people coming out of Israel. This is where you know Moses and them were coming out. He's bringing them out. He's bringing them out from captivity. He's bringing them out from slave mentality he's bringing them out from the world and he's saying he rebuked the red sea it dried up he led them through the deeps as through the wilderness he saved them from the hand of the one who hated them he redeemed them from the hand of the enemy the waters covered their adversaries not one was left they believed his word they sang his praise well yeah that's that's the easy part right? when all of a sudden i mean god shows up in mighty crazy ways like that delivers us we know that I mean, we've been saved. We've been freed from things. And we get to that place. We start walking along. But then all of a sudden something happens. And then we go to the next one. They quickly forgot his words. They did not wait for his counsel. They craved intensely in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. I mean, three things right there. Forgetting his works, not waiting for his counsel, craving the things of the world, craving things that... You know, it was funny that they even started craving things that they that were, they had, had in captivity to the place that it was going to convincing them that they should go back. They were like, yeah, remember remember back in Egypt, at least we had, you know, three square meals? You're like, yeah, right, I'm sure they were square. <laughs> Maybe on a square, you know, little platter or something. You know, you know we, we had a place to rest our head. Whatever it was, it was like all of a sudden they were willing to exchange the freedom that God had given them to go back into slavery. And it's interesting. And then it goes on to verse 19. They made a calf in Horeb and worshipped a molten image. That was the golden calf. We're going to look at that in a second. And this is an important one. Thus they exchanged their glory for the image of an ox that eats grass. I was thinking, man. Yeah, I'm sure that was just the people of Israel, right? That was just them, right? And we don't. Definitely don't do that. I surely don't make up a ox, a golden ox, right? Golden calf. And they forgot their Savior who had done great things in Egypt, wonders in the land. And that's why, that's why it's so important to continue. Even what we did during worship, being thankful, like just remembering, just bringing to remembrance what God has done in your life, bringing remembrance to where you were and how God has from glory to glory, gotten you to a place where you're at. Maybe you're not feeling so great right now, but golly, it's sure better than where it was. I, mean, I can definitely thank you. Know, I, thank, I thank God for 
you know, for the Rick Hickman's alive and just the testimonies. I need to get you up here to share that testimony sometime. I mean, just thanking God from where you were to where you're at. You know, and I felt like the Lord was saying, it's, inter- it's interesting, they exchanged their glory. And so I was like, well, wait a second. Well, what, they're exchanging their glory. Well, what was the glory? The fact that they had been made in the likeness and image, the image and likeness of God. I think that's what they're exchanging. They're exchanging the fact that I am a man and and women and children that can walk in the image and likeness of God, and they exchange it. They exchange it. It's interesting. We'll look at this. Go ahead and go to that example. In Exodus, I I think this is one of the funniest passages in the Bible, just in what Aaron's response. It says, when the people saw that Moses delayed in coming down from the mountain, the people assembled about Aaron and said to him, come, make us a God who will go before us. I mean, this is this is right. Moses is going up to get the Ten Commandments. He's gone for a while. I don't know, it was 40 days or something. I can't remember exactly the time frame. But, you know, he's gone for a while. And all of a sudden, they they get to a place where they're like, all right, man, we, we, can't, we can't be hanging out here in the wilderness all day long. we got to, let's find a God. Come, make us a God who will go before us. And for this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, tear off gold ring. And of course, you're thinking, Aaron, dude, this is Aaron. This is the guy. This is Aaron. I mean, this is the guy that walked out with Moses. Like, good night. But it doesn't, I mean, it's, it, it, it doesn't escape anybody. That's what I'm saying. We all have to walk this out. Um, tear off the gold rings which are in your ears of your wives, your sons, your daughters, and bring them to me. And all the people tore off the gold rings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. He took from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool. Remember that. He fashioned it with a graving tool, made it into a molten calf, and they said, and said, they said, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Now when Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. So the next day they rose early and offered burnt offerings, peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Remember that last phrase. We'll come back to that one later on. They, the people sat down to eat and drank up and rose. And it came about as, and then later on in that scripture, it came about as Moses came down near the camp that he saw the calf dancing. The Moses' anger burned. He threw the tablets from his hand. Not a great thing when you just went up for 40 days before or whatever that was. You're going to probably have to go back and get that. It's kind of like my my phone, you know, is now shattered. Uh, you know, it doesn't, I mean, when you kind of throw it on the ground, it, you know, it's not a great thing. Uh, anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. That's what that says every day to me. Uh, but uh, he took the calf. Let's see, where am I at now? Uh, he threw the tablets. He shattered them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf which they had made and burned it with fire, ground it to powder, scattered it over the surface of the water, and made the sons of Israel drink it. Now, this is a funny thing. Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do to you that you have brought such a great sin upon them? And Aaron said, do not let the anger of my Lord Lord burn. You know the people yourself, but they are prone to evil. <laughs> it's always funny how we start blame shifting and yeah, you know, I got to get this off of me. You know, hey, it was them. They they overran me. I mean, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't stand. What are you talking about? I couldn't make a stand for the Lord. For they said to me, "Make a God for us who will go before us." For this Moses, the man who brought us from Egypt, we do not know what is becoming him. I said to them, whoever has any gold, let them tear it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. I don't remember that happening. I remember the fashioning tool, don't you? Don't you remember that, you know, the 
fashioning it into the graven image. Isn't that funny how, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, sounds, you know, sounds like my kids aren't here. Sounds like some of my, you know, kids going, you know, they got caught in something and all of a sudden they're like trying to, uh, 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 out of it and they're like, uh, yeah, they threw, I threw it in fire and out came this calf. Can you believe it? It was a miracle. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. But that's what we do. We start exchanging. We exchange the image. We exchange the likeness. Because we're already made in it. We're already, it's already there. It's already, it's already deemed. It's already declared from the very creation of the world. Very creation of the world. It's there. It's likeness. Image and likeness. Image and likeness. Um, and this is this Romans passage, you know, this is interesting. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, even even the our, the very creation is a testament. Like our very existence is a testimony to the whole world that they have no excuse. I mean, we're going to read it because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, His eternal power, His divine nature have been clearly seen. Seen in what? Then understood that through that which has been made. Well, what was what was made? I mean, all the good stuff of the beasts of the field. But what was the very good stuff? Us. That's why the people are without a seat. If you look at yourself, you're without a seat. Like if you see the very, the this has to be something bigger than me. Like this, even just my physical body, being able to live, breathe, all that. And keep going. For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their own speculations. Their foolish heart was darkened. And that's what happens. It's not about God trying to be mad and you become those. It is all about... And then it says, interesting, it says, professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man. And of the birds and four-footed animals and living creatures. Therefore, God gave them over in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, so their bodies would not bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the create creature rather than Creator, who's blessed forever. It's interesting. I mean, the rest of that passage, you know, you know Rick's even talking about you know the struggle in our in our land about this whole you know thing about homosexuality and things like that. I mean, that's. That's the rest of that passage, and it, it's a place where it's not about trying to be. It's not about being right and wrong, even though I know that this word is right. It's about what people are exchanging. They're exchanging something that's killing them. They're exchanging the very natural for the unnatural, and so God's saying, God wants us to bring this us back to a place as the body of Christ. We can help people say, understand. No, no, you are the likeness. Like. You were created in the likeness. You were created in the image of God. And the, maybe the actions that you're taking or the actions that you're doing, it's just not about who you are. That's not a part of who you are. It's not about a part of who you were created. Now, your sinful flesh, your old man, yeah. But not your new man. Not your new self. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about a, you know, a, a thing. And, you know, it, it'd be my, it, you know, just this whole image and likeness, right? It'd be me, it'd be like me giving Ron this money and then me having this or so what did I get what do you have he's got 10 and I have a 1 
And it would be like me. I mean, this is what this is how, unfortunately, it'd be like me going, "Yeah, hey, Ron, I got something great for you. I got some really good. Um, it's a little bit newer than what you got, um, but it's even got George Washington on it. I think you have Hamilton. I mean, who's Hamilton? I mean, I don't even remember him. Um, and this is George. And this is really good. So I, I, I want to see if you would want to make an exchange. You know, but. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? I mean, it's very obvious why, why, right? I mean, but but it's nicer. <laughs> Come on, Ron. <laughs> He's not budging. Why wouldn't he budge? Because it doesn't matter about what the you know what this. It, it's about what the value of, of life, value of the dollar, right there. But that's what we do. We exchange the glory of God for the glory of man. And we'll, we'll, we'll make that exchange almost all day long, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> we would make that exchange, and all of a sudden, somebody's got our glory. The glory of the image of the incorruptible. All right, I'll give you your dollar. you got to give me my dollar. Right now. So that's the, that's the great, you know, I think sometimes we do it the opposite. We're like, well, you know, if, you had a, if I had a 10 and you had a 1, I would give you, you would give my 10, right? But I think it's the opposite. I think God's saying, you already have the 10. And the world is offering you a 1. And we take the almost the 1 constantly. Me me included. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disincluding myself. The Lord is saying, quit taking the dollar. George is not better than Hamilton <laughs> in this case. You know, there's a place for that. So God wants to, to bring that about. You know, quit exchanging that. Um, um, skip over that Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy passage is a long passage, so I'm not going to do that one. Um, but it, right at the end of Go on down to the... Yeah, go back to the next one. It, it, just the end of that. Sorry, go back one. Go back. Ooh. Oh, no, go. Wow. Keep going forward. Sorry, go forward. Keep going. Yeah, there it is. You know, it says, So watch yourselves carefully, since you do not see any form on the day the Lord spoke to you, so that you do not act corruptly and make graven images for yourself in the form of any figure, the likeness of male, female, the likeness of an animal, the likeness of anything that creates. I mean, that was their thing, because they, you know, God was saying, you know, because you didn't see me, in the reality, you saw a form of me, but you didn't see me. All of a sudden, they were going to exchange. They were like, well, I don't, I don't know who you are, so I'm going to go exchange. I'm going to go make that exchange. I'm going to exchange the glory which you gave me. All right, keep going. So taking action. How do, how do I take action on these things? You know, there's four things I felt like the Lord uh, said to do. Um, and the first one is just kind of a repeat of what Rick spoke. I mean, if you didn't get to hear the message, was it? Two weeks ago, Joseph was last week. Did Rick speak the week before that on the, the dry bones? Prophecy? Oh, that's right, Mark did. So the, three weeks ago, if you didn't catch that one in relationship to what Rick spoke in relationship to the Valley of the Dry Bones, uh, grab it on the website. Go to the website, go to the podcast, listen to it. I felt like it was one of the most significant messages for this body uh, in the life of dwelling place. I know Tom said that same thing when he came in the elders meeting. Uh, that Tuesday, and I think it's because there's a place that 
that we're a season that we're in that we've got to begin to prophesy and declare to some you know some dry bones to some things that need to live and to some things that that need to breathe and so you know i'll just remind you of this uh, passage in ezekiel he said to me son of man can these bones live you know can i can i really be restored to the image and likeness of god because i have lived for the for the corruptible you know maybe i've been living for the corruptible maybe my or i've just haven't been out outright going there but i haven't been living for the incorruptible maybe i haven't gotten into that image but anyway it says son of man can these bones live and i answered <laughs> it was a good answer oh lord god you know <laughs> that's always a good answer if you ever need to answer the lord back uh, yeah you know lord he does uh, but then he said but, but then he's going to give him an action God knows, yeah, God knows that these bones live. But he's saying, I want them to live through you. I want them to live through your proclamation, through your prophetic uh, declaration. And he says, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I mean, that's the first thing I need to do. Like, God, empower these bones, empower my life to hear the word of the Lord. Open me back up to hear your word. Because it's become a dry area. Maybe it's just been an area that we just keep kind of... Yeah, I know it's right, but I really don't understand it, so I'm just going to keep throwing it off to the side. God's saying, no, prophesy to the dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Because remember, if you can hear the word, uh, faith comes by what? Hearing the word. Uh, oh, sorry. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. So if I want to... Why do I need the bones to hear the word of the Lord? Because that's where faith goes. That comes from. That's where faith arises. So all of a sudden, God's saying, I want you to declare. I want you to prophesy uh, to these bones. Behold, thus says the Lord God to these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. I will put sinews and make flesh grow back on you. Cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive. And you will know that I am God. Okay, so... I prophesied as it was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them, and flesh grew, and skin grew, but there was no breath in it. So I think that's the, the next step, is that sometimes we get in this place, well, I'll, I'll get resurrected. I know what I'll do. I'm, I'm in the image and likeness of God, so then I'll, put, I'll just go back to law, and I'll just do, do the good things and, and do the right things, and, and I'll just make sure that I am completely in the law and doing everything completely right well that's not what it's about either it's about totally being in relationship and so there's a place that god's calling us back to that place of of understanding and then he said uh then he said prophesy to the breath prophesy son of man say to the breath uh come from the four winds O breath breathe on these slain they have that they can come to life so i felt like that's what the lord wanted us to do first thing is that sometimes i have to prophesy back into me the very thing that was already declared and that is mitch you are the likeness of god mitch you are created in the image of god and that's who you are sometimes i've got to prophesy into this spirit and declare in the spirit who i am uh, and, and that's sometimes we think well gosh i can't say that you know but sometimes you know we get in that whole place where i'm just a sinner saved by grace you know that's who i am that's it's not who you are it's not what God declared over you. 
from the very creation. He didn't say, well, you're, uh, I'm, I'm setting forth sinners that I'm going to go redeem. He didn't declare that. He said, I'm declaring life into the image and the likeness and I'm setting apart as man. You know, and then he, then he fell. All right, so that's getting back to that place. Second one uh, is to remember. Uh, this Lamentations 3 passage, uh, I, I speak of it a lot, but I think it always brings, you know, you, you think about almost all these passages that I read today. You know, what did the people of Israel do? They always what? Forgot. You know, and that's why they always had to keep repenting. Because <laughs> they would go, they would get, God would hear them. Uh, I love this, and I didn't speak this. I love this Deuteronomy passage. I just want to. Let me read this real quick. I love this. So I've taught you statutes and judgments from as the Lord commanded me, that you should do thus in the land which you are entering to possess it. So keep them and do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the people who hear all the statutes all day long. Listen to this. Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has a God that's so near to it as the Lord our God whenever we call on him? I love that. It's like, you know, and they did. They did it all the time. They called on him, and did, what did he do? He'd come and answer. They they would do what? Forget, get into all sorts of marrying this these people and that's people that they were supposed to do. And then they fell, and then they got into captivity. And then they, what did they do? Called on God, and they you know, did it again. So there's a place that God wants us to remember, so that we don't have to keep forgetting. <laughs> You know, if if we just remember every day, we then we don't forget, right? Is that pretty logical? If you remember, you won't forget, right? If you remember every day that I wake up, that I love this, and this, I, I speak this a lot. I love this in Lamentations, and remember in Lamentations, this is when Jeremiah was at the precipice of just giving up. I mean, he was saying, "God has broken my teeth. People are laughing at me. You know, why, what's the use of living? I don't know why I'm here." You know, all those type of thoughts. And all of a sudden he says, wait a second. Surely my soul remembers and bow, is bowed down within me. This I recall to mind. Therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindness, indeed it never ceases. His compassions, they never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I have hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the person who seeks him, it is good that he waits silently for the salvation of our God. I mean, that... All of a sudden, he, he went from, like, nothing to, man, super Christian in, like, two seconds. He went from, like, not wanting to live to super Christian in two seconds. How did he do it? He just remembered. He just remembered the reality. Of, wait, wait a second. Wait, what am I doing? Where, where has my mind and my spirit gone? Because it's not where it needs to be. No, wait. No matter how hard it is and what it looks like. No, wait a second. The Lord's loving kindness, it never ceases. I love that. Um, his compassions, they never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Uh, so, you know, I have to get back to that place constantly. Remember from the very get-go, I told you this is, I just wanted to remind you, I wanted to stir you up so that you could be reminded of this. Because this is daily living. Like, this is what I have to do when I get up in the morning. You know, um, even that First Corinthians 10 passage now, these things happen for an example for us. Well, if they're an example, then I should do what? Remember them so that I don't follow in the same example. You know, and this is the 
these are this is the children of Israel right here. Do not be idolaters, you know, setting up images as some of them. But remember this phrase: the people sat down to eat and drink and stood up to play. Remember that was right after they made the golden calf. Um, do not, uh, nor let us act immorally as some did in twenty thousand. 23,000 fell in one day, nor let us try the Lord as some of them were destroyed by servants, nor grumble as some of them were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example that they were written for our instruction, our instruction so that we would remember upon whom the ends of the ages came. Therefore, and that's interesting, therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. This is why it's got to be every day. I can't be able to, I can't just go and say, well, you know, God showed up there and I keep going back to that same spot. Well, you know, living off that old manna, God's saying there's new, fresh every day that I've got to walk in. Therefore, let him think when he stands, take heed lest he falls. No, that's when he says, no temptation has overcome you, but which is common to man. God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted, but will with that temptation provide the way of escape so that you will not so that you will be able to endure it therefore my beloved flee from idolatry what flee from the image and likeness of this world that's what he's saying flee from that flee from the image and likeness of this world it does, it's it's already corrupted it's and it will always continue to corrupt it, it goes down there's nothing in it that's life all right that's the second one just remember you know so uh declare and prophesy remember the third one here i love it this passage i found uh, as i was studying psalm 17 be satisfied i love this as for me i shall behold your face in righteousness i will be satisfied with your likeness when i awake i love that man. that was like a little treasure i was like yeah god when i wake up i have to be satisfied with being like you now, will that look like the rest of the world? Absolutely not. Will I get to do everything everybody else gets to do in this world? Absolutely not. I really don't want to because they're probably not going to be living life at the end of whatever they're doing. I want to live in the likeness of Jesus. I want to live in the likeness of who He is. Yeah. And so there's a place that I am satisfied with your likeness. I mean, I love that scripture. Your, your loving kindness is better, better, better than what? Better than Moses after church? I mean, better than, you know, whatever I look for, I personally look forward to sometimes. It's way better. Better than your family. It's better than anything you could think of. Your loving kindness is better than life. And so there's a place that God wants to, us to wake up in the morning beholding His likeness and being satisfied with it. Um, I just feel like that, that, that was just a call to us this morning. Just to be satisfied. And the last one is this uh, Luke passage. It's very interesting. To render, to give. The scribes and the chief priests tried to lay hands on Jesus that very hour. Uh, and they feared the people, for they understood that he spoke this parable against them. So they watched him. And these are the Pharisees and the scribes and the chief priests there. So they watched him and sent spies to pretend to be righteous in order that they might catch him in that some statement so they could deliver him to the rule and the authority of the government. They questioned him, saying, Teacher, we know that you speak and teach correctly, and you're not partial to any. True. But teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful? And they're going to ask him a question. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Oh, so they think they're wise and righteous. They're going to 
get into, because what, what's he going to say? You know, they're trying to catch him in something that they can take to Caesar. They can take to the authorities and say, hey, this dude is saying, because he's, th- he's thinking that they're, he's going to say, you don't need to pay. Like, you don't, you, know, you just need to do God. What, what did he say? He took out a coin, which I forgot to get. Yeah, he took out a coin, right? He got a cord. Yeah, and, he, and he said, he took out the coin. He says, well, who, whose likeness and image is, in, is on this? And he said, well, it's Caesar's. You know, they answered Caesar's. And he said to them, then render to Caesar's that which is Caesar's. But then he makes a statement, and render to God the things that are God's. So then I have to think, all right, if I'm a coin, then what's the image that I promote? What's on my coin? Now, if it is truly that I am a child of God, declared as a creation of God, then what? whose image is on my coin? God, you know, the likeness of Jesus, the likeness of the Holy Spirit, the likeness of the Father. That's in me. That's, that's who I am. So what, what's he saying? Then give to God what's God. Now, that's our life, right? God did that in our life. And they were unable to catch him in saying that, uh, saying in the presence of the people. And they were amazed by the answer. Wow, because the reality is that that's what it is. Render to God what is God. And I think that's what God's saying. That there's a places in our heart. God wants to bring back and allow us to be able to give, that, give those back. Because uh, there's a reality that some, sometimes we've exchanged the glory of the image. It was very interesting. Uh, and I'd, I'd asked Nick. I just thought he, he, brought, he brought some images the other day. I think. Uh, if you can just move that. Um, brought some images. Or I saw him doing some of them. Some of the, uh, as a long. It's very interesting. I asked him if he had the this one he did in relationship to the Cuban guy, right? It was just a picture that he had, but the, the picture is really from this guy that was very poor, very, probably from, you know, from all stretch of imagination, you know, didn't mean a whole lot or wasn't important to somebody. I felt like the Lord was saying that, you know, it's really interesting from a world standpoint, you know, for that man, you know, that his image isn't worth much. But then when I saw this, I was like, wow. Like, you know, made in the image and likeness of God. You know, that's worth a lot. I have to ask him to bring it and show it off a little bit. But I felt like the what the Lord was saying, sometimes it's so easy to get drawn into the world's interpretation of your image and, and, and what you're made in the likeness of. And God wants to bring back this place of an inundation in our spirit, a steadfastness that, no, I am, this, I am in the image and likeness of God. And that's why I'm, that's why I, I, mean, I think I've caught so much of a revelation of why, it's, why the body is so important in that. Because there's no one like you. And if there's no one like you, like I said at the beginning, if you're the image of God and there's no one like you, then now I have to have 
you in the, in the body. Like, you're needed, so needed in the body. You know, needed to go do functions. Well, part of that's serving. We are going to serve the body. I, mean, I, I, I could name all sorts of people that serve in the body. Those are awesome. But the body needs you. It's not about necessarily, it's not about even just coming and getting a seat. It's about what you what what the image of God in you is promoting to the body. Every every Sunday, every Wednesday, every time you gather with somebody in a life group, in a, in a, uh, in, and throughout the in learning to live, whatever it looks like. So I just I, I felt like the Lord wanted to say that, speak that. Then we'll get BJ is going to come. I just want us to end. Which, I don't know what time it is. Probably time to go. We just, I just wanted—I just felt like we wanted to close with this song, um, in the likeness of Jesus that we do. I just felt like that as we're singing it, I'll be here, and there'll be some some other people that come. Um, I just felt like the Lord just wanted to give you a reminder this morning about who you are you've been created in the image and the likeness of God and I, and I felt like maybe there's some of us that have never understood that because we we haven't been made in the likeness fullness of the likeness of Jesus because we haven't been uh, we haven't received Jesus as Lord of our life maybe that's something you need to do this morning you know put be to be able to put on the new self I have to have the new self and that is in Jesus that is walking in a relationship with Jesus uh, and so if you've never made that decision this morning, it's a great place to come. Uh, great place to come and find me or somebody that's up here. Uh, but I felt like some of us have made exchanges this morning that God wants to re Not even re-exchanging. He just wants you to get rid of the, what you exchanged it with. It's kind of like the prodigal son. You know, when the prodigal came back, the father didn't say, okay, where's my cash? Like, where's everything that you just blew? He actually ended up giving him the robe, the ring, and everything. And I'm like, wow. And it's not about trying to, you know, let me try to get this exchange back. It's really taking on that which is already mine, that I am the image and likeness of God. So let's just stand, and we're just going to declare that. During this song, I, I, we're going to sing it a few if I can have a couple people come, just stand. But I felt like, you know, even in, even in this image, you know, this man probably doesn't, I'm not even sure he know he got his photo taken. He surely probably doesn't know that, you know, that Rick, I mean, Nick drew that. But, man, I wish, man, if he, if he knew what that does to me and the glory that God, even just in that, as Nick created an image of that and how beautiful that is, I'm thinking about what Jesus did in the womb, creating your image, your likeness. Do I need to hand, do I need to hold this up again? Right, right, yeah. The image and likeness. What are you seeing? Because I think a lot of times when we're taking pictures, and we just don't even like our image up there. Because <laughs> sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, not another picture. But that's to me, that's beauty. That's what God's declaring over you, beauty. So I just felt like we're going to sing this song and declare it. Uh, just declare it. I want the likeness of Jesus. I want the likeness of Jesus. So let's sing this. 
watching. Just come forward if you need to come forward. Face. Oh, my 
Lord, we just thank you, Father, for this morning, God. It could be a reminder, God, a reminder of, God, who you declared from the very beginning of creation, from the get-go, God. You declared it. You spoke it. Lord, it's true. It can't be taken away. It can't be taken back, God, it, that we are formed in your image, God, in, the like, in your likeness, God. So, Father, I just pray, God, you, you just transform us from glory to glory. From glory to glory, transform us from glory to glory, God. God, this would be a this would be a place, a platform for, to go from that glory to glory, God. That this this morning, God, would be a place that we can go from uh, of what we what we thought, what we believed, to, to to your glory, to your likeness, to your image, God. Father, I pray that we see with eyes of the Spirit this morning. God, open our eyes to see. God, open our hearts to receive and see what your state is speaking, Lord God, what the Spirit of God is saying. So, Lord, I just pray that. God, it would be a, a week of transformation, God. It would be a week that, God, we can take to see your glory, God, all around us, God. And that every morning that we can wake up and remember, God, that every morning that we can wake up and declare and prophesy, God, into who we are and what, you, what you've declared over us, God. God, that we can wake up and, 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 and uh, testify to, your, to, to, that, uh, to that which is... Uh, be satisfied with you, God. That we could testify to that, God. And Father, that we could render to God what is God's every morning, God. Just as we wake up, God, those four action points would just be on our spirit, Lord. God, we just thank you for that. We bless you for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I love the... We, we did, didn't do a chorus, but it says, you know, I am holy for He is holy. I am righteous for He is righteous. I am loving because He is loving. You know, that's, the, that's that place that God wants to take us to that, that, that level of living. So I just want to encourage you, if you have any, need any prayer, if you need anything in relationship to healing, or uh, if you want to be in relationship to salvation, come find us. We'll be here. But I want to just release you guys. Thank you guys for coming. Have a blessed week. Every morning, remember those four things. Wake up this week. All right? Love you guys. <laughs>